This is Epic Ordinary Lives Podcast. Welcome to episode 22 of Epic Ordinary Lives, the podcast that seeks to dive into the stories of why we, why we do what we do and to find the stories that are often hidden and to understand how the way one person lives, though it might be quite different than the way we live, can offer quite interesting takeaways for our own lives because there's a universality to, to doing this, to living one's life. And today, I, I actually, this is the second episode in a row that's a solo cast. Part of that is because life is very busy right now. But I also wanted to use this as an opportunity to talk about a sporting event that happened yesterday at the time of recording, which is, of course, the fight, the boxing match between Floyd Mayweather Jr. and Conor McGregor. Now, a lot of people I know probably heard about that fight, saw pictures about that fight, leading up to it, even if you, you don't care at all about either the sport of boxing or MMA. And I get it. You know, it, in that way, maybe it was annoying to see all the hype. But I'd like to dive into that fight, what happened, and maybe what are the themes that we can take away from, from something. So if, if, you were, if you're super into the, either the sport of boxing or MMA, or you absolutely are not, it's my hope that this could offer something fun. Maybe, I, I don't know. I, I just want to dive into it. What did I learn? What did I see from this fight? And what does it all mean? So just a little quick background. If you don't know, Floyd, May, Floyd Mayweather Jr. is perhaps the greatest boxer ever, arguably. And he retired two years ago, practically at the age of 40. And he actually is 40 now. And he's, he, he had stepped away for two years in retirement. And his record was sitting at 49-0, and 0, never have, having been defeated. Meanwhile, a new star in a different sport showed up in Conor McGregor, an Irish mixed martial arts fighter who, <laughs> I mean, whether you love him or hate him, he, he had that kind of, he had the ability to get people to want to watch him fight because of, of his, both his ability to talk trash to incite a storyline, but also incredible talent. So, okay, maybe maybe you don't even like the idea of fighting. Maybe the idea of violence as, as a sport is, is something that, that doesn't sound great. And I get it. I mean, it, it, 
fighting, whether it's boxing or MMA, is brutal. But let's dive into this topic more out of a goal of looking at it as a as a template or maybe even as a metaphor. Even if it, it, it these fights really do happen, I, I'm of the mind that the beauty behind them lies behind the actual event itself. It lies beyond the act of two people fighting because that alone, I I don't know. It it doesn't necessarily hold a lot of power. You know, it's like a great piece of music, especially if you're a soundtrack piece, maybe you're, you hear a great piece of music and you go, "That, that sounds good. But then if you in your own life associate that song with some episode of your own life, it, it takes on an entirely new meaning because in that way, the universal, in other words, the, the song itself becomes something that's important to you, to, to your life. So let's look at that like fighting. You've got these two guys. You've got a, a young, brash Irishman who has done incredible things in his sport, who talks his way into a fight, who, who convinces one of boxing's greats to come out of retirement for that potential 50-0 win, that final win that would give him 50-0, which, by the way, in boxing history, I don't think, I don't think that, that had happened previously. So what happened? By the way, this is spoilers. So if if you haven't seen this fight, then don't listen to this until you you have. But if if you have, or if this is not your favorite topic, this was a fight that had an incredible level of buildup with all the the markings of it of a of a big event with both national anthems, the American national anthem and the Irish national anthem being sung live at this event. And then you have each man walking into the ring. They each get a turn essentially where the underdog comes out first. So Connor came out first he enters the ring, followed by Floyd Mayweather Jr. And what what is this like? What what is it? Why is it so exciting? At least for me, when when two people are on the verge of fighting, part of it can really harken back to the the episode with Cliff Fonseca, which I believe was episodes four and five. Fighting offers truth. You know, in life, there's so many gray areas and there's so many ways that we can kind of tap dance around things or avoid things. And there's some beauty to the bluntness of a fight where two people are going to get in in a space, in a small space, and and they're going to find out. We're all going to find out. We're going to find out, you know, who's better or who's better on that night. 
And, and that man, that's scary. Life itself can be scary. Life itself can be intense. There can be a lot of pressure in life. There can be a lot of pressure in the day-to-day. But when you work a nine-to-five or whether you're that or an entrepreneur, whatever work you do, few things are as dramatic and final as one night in front of a crowd showing showing what you're capable of. And, and that holds with it a vast amount of courage that has to go into doing something like that as well as vulnerability. And I think that's what makes it so amazing. It's so easy to look at two competitors, whatever it is, especially in fighting of any kind when they, when they talk trash to each other. It's easy to think, okay, well, those guys are just arrogant, pompous, brash people. But it's so easy to forget the absolute terror that must be behind such trash talking. Because the more that you guarantee some outcome that you do not have absolute control over, the more the more pressure that you put on yourself, the more eyeballs that are going to be watching to see if you can live up to what you promised that you could. I never like trash talking. I, I, that's not who I am personally. I don't employ those methods. Not that I, I guess it would be pretty hard to do that in, in my job, but but they do. And I used to hate it and go, well, those are just, that's just trash talking. But there's an incredible level of bravery and maybe not admirable bravery, but there's still, there's something there. There's a confidence there and confidence can be, you know, it can be misled. It can be misdirected, but this is entertainment. You know, ultimately whether we're watching a movie or watching an artist or watching a fight, watching a sporting event, you know, it's all metaphor because it's set for us to see. It's set for us to, to watch. And the vulnerability to the, the willingness to get in the ring in front of all these people and to, to say, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put all my chips on the board. I'm going to literally put, think of, think of how hard it is to have a bad day at work. Sometimes, especially, you know, public speaking, people rate public speaking so high in, in their fear. And of, of, of typical fears of people will think about fighting. Fighting is not just looking that that age-old Abraham Lincoln quote, it's better to remain silent and appear a fool than to open one's mouth and remove all doubt. Fighting takes that a step further. Because essentially, if we remove the act of violence, it's two wills that are attempting to 
assert themselves on the other. And, and this happens in politics. It happens in classrooms. It happens in colleges. It happens in corporate structures and job ladders. It is wills banging into each other. One person's volition versus another person's. So in that way, if we remove just the, the notion of this violence for sport, we're looking at a stripped down version of many different aspects of life. Is this, what do you do when you've got another person there in front of you and there's a limited resource? And, you know, a lot of people think perhaps competition is, is you see it on both sides. Competition is great. Competition is toxic. Well, I'd like to remove the notion of competing with another person. And I would like to throw out the notion of life itself, like the getting through the day to day. And all the requirements on a person. Everybody struggles. Everybody suffers regardless of how good they've got it. There, there's a lot of crap to living life, to, to getting up every day or, or whatever it is. And of course, in that crap is the most beauty. The, the most is the, the ability to enjoy every flavor, every sip of cold water or warm coffee in the morning or whatever it is. And that's why fighting is so powerful because when you watch two people walking in, looking in their eyes as they do it, it, for me, it's just amazing to think again of the courage that's required to put it all on the line like that. Just to, to offer a willingness to be seen because just like someone like Brene Brown the shame researcher and great author, by the way, check out Brene Brown stuff. If, if the notion of vulnerability sounds interesting because that's what vulnerability really is. And I would say that's what fighting is. Fighting is openly seeking being seen, being seen. And of course you're being seen by everybody. So there, maybe you could say, well, there's a narcissistic element and when you win in a fight and everyone sees it, you know, there, there's obviously got to be that glory of, of that you prevailed in this fairly, fairly terrifying situation. But what's more than that is that there's the truth and the being seen by the person that you're in the ring with. Being truly seen is one of the hardest the hardest things to offer. You know, the willingness to fail in the most extreme way, the most vulnerable way is to show to show what would happen with a very limited set of outcomes. You know, if I have a, a tough work day, I can come back the next day. In fighting, you know, you, you might put it all on the line for that one night and and that's it. You know, that that's it for months or for, for the entire career. So what happened in that, that night? Well, 
Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor fought. And you know, I'm not really interested in in talking about the specifics of what happened. Specifically, you had you had a guy in Floyd Mayweather who was 40, I think 41 years old when he got in there. And you had a guy in Conor McGregor who was like a like a fish swimming out of the ocean, like someone leaving their element to fight someone who is perfectly in their element. And Conor looked great, especially early on in that fight. You know, I will make no bones about it. I was rooting for Conor McGregor. I was rooting for MMA because it's my sport. But what transpired as as the fight went on was Floyd Mayweather was the master of that arena. Conor got tired. Floyd, you might say, baited him into it. Baited him into using all his energy earlier. He said that was his game plan. Well, again, I I don't really want to dive into the specifics because what's more interesting is is what happened after the fight. Connor did not shock the world. Connor did not beat boxing's greatest. It over the age of 40, Floyd Mayweather finished Conor McGregor in round 10 from a referee stoppage. So here we come again to like the literal takeaway, which was Conor lost and Floyd won. But what's more than, let's look past the literal outcome. What happened in that ring that night? What happened was respect. What happened was Connor's willingness to put himself in the line of fire, to step out of his comfort zone in a sport where he was facing one of the greatest. And what happened on the other end was the willingness of Floyd to get off of out of retirement for one last ride with someone that would challenge him to be at his very best. And that's the weird dichotomy of fighting is that these guys embrace after it's over they hug they they were laughing and of course there's the sadness of losing on one end there's the thrill of victory on the other but the most beautiful part of that is that beyond all that is that you see two people that really went through something together as crazy as that sounds, there's this, there seems to be this kinship between people that fought each other. Again, this is a sport. Ultimately, this is a sport. This is not actual. There's, there's no actual goal to, to end anyone's life. But it's the most, I, I can't imagine how a sport could be more intimate than that. And, and when it's over, they embrace they embrace because they know things about each other that nobody else knows about you. And they've gone through something more terrifying. Again, that's my opinion or intense or whatever adjective you want to use. 
They know each other. They saw, again, it goes back to being seen. What Brene Brown would say, being seen. And I think that's what's so cool is that is that something seemingly so dark and so negative can bring up so much beauty. The human spirit of, of triumphing, of trying, of doing, of again, getting out of one's comfort zone. Of the willingness to put all your chips in the middle of the board and, and be all in. Again, I'm using another Brene Brown term of being all in. Being committed to something. Raising the stakes so much that, that you pay attention to your life. And that's why something like watching a fight like that is so inspiring to me. Because it challenges me. Am, am I really paying attention? Am I really day-to-day aware that this is my life right now? I really am the star of my story. And you're the star of your story. And everybody is literally the star of their own movie. But it's so easy to forget if one's life is not as dramatic as a boxing match that it's really about the laundry or the, or the, you know, the carrots you have to chop, but it is, it is about those things, but they're not nothing. You know, it's, it's all every, there's so much beauty every day. And, and, and the person that's a willing to go to, to get up each day and grind and go back and, and face the job or the, there's some nobility there, especially if they have a smile on their face. And that's why I think something like art, fighting, sports, healthy competition, they challenge us to be seen. And when we are seen, I guess we also see ourselves. That's, maybe that's the scariest part. The willingness to know deep down, was I willing to to commit to something. And that's why fighting to me is so amazing because these, these people do these men and women, they commit. So that's what I'm going to take away from a fight that I was very excited about. I was disappointed in the outcome, but ultimately I leave very inspired by overcoming fear on both sides and and being willing to act in the face of pressure like that you know i i can bottle that just from watching something like that i can take that and i can say this isn't just entertainment this this is a map to life and in that way something like again the things that are entertainment can can be that much more. So next week I will be back with another interview. And if you want to support Epic Ordinary Lives, you can always, always write a review on iTunes. Those are incredibly deeply appreciated. And I'd, I'm really hoping to to aim for the over 20 mark. I, I'd was so happy to get over 10. I have a friend that says that most podcasts don't get over 10. I would like to aim for the 20. So thank you to all who have written a review. 
And if you would like to support the project financially, you can always go to epicordinarylives.com and click the Amazon banner at the top of the screen. That will take you to Amazon. And if you were going to buy anything on Amazon, I can get a small percentage back to help pay for the cost to create this. So hope you're having a great day, a great week, wherever you are. And let's all get in the ring of epic ordinary of our own epic ordinary lives. Until then, see you next week. Bye-bye.